0: I believe that we do not have to live with these big traumas in our life for a long period. And there is a faster, more efficient way to um, move through this so we can have more joy and success in our life. And that's really learning how to use our brain better.
1: and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm Arby Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, which is now on Audible. Yes. And I am your host today for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast podcast. and Now, this is a different podcast than other podcasts because this is a podcast where you're going to learn how to become a million-dollar speaker. That's right. The characteristics of a million-dollar speaker, which is what I ask every guest that I have on, and how to reach millions of people, which is what we want to do with our influence, and how to make money doing it. Right. How to make those millions, because, again, if you want to make six, seven figures, all you have to do is get in front of more people. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So with me is a very special guest of mine and a client of mine, and but she does something so different that I had to bring her on to the stage. So my guest today is Bernadette Wilson. She's an MBA, a certified neuro coach, master mindfulness trainer, author, and president and co-founder of IA. E N, which is the International Association of Evidence-Based Coaches, a brand new organization. She brings her clients more than 25 years of business experience working with Fortune 500 firms to entrepreneurial enterprises in the high-tech, healthcare, advertising, marketing, and in the not-for-profit environment. Bernadette is a gifted coach who specializes in professional and personal empowerment, trauma recovery, and the neurological well-being of her clients. Working one-on-one in a group setting, she integrates neural coaching and her 20-plus years of corporate business business leadership experience to quickly get to the heart of the matter for an effective, lasting change. Bernadette is passionate about sharing her insights as an international writer and speaker and finds joy and balance in her long-life practice of yoga and meditation. So Bernadette is here today to share with us, and let me get ready to bring her on stage. She is here today to share with us how you can use your brain to speak with clarity and confidence. So help me welcome Bernadette Wilson. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Arby. Hey, Bernadette, how you doing today? I'm doing doing great, thank you. Good Good to see you, good to see you. So the first question I always like to ask my guests is what do you think as a speaker yourself, as an author yourself, uh, what do you think the the characteristics are of a million dollars?
0: speaker? That is a great question because there's a lot of speakers out there or people that want to be speakers. Right. A million dollar speaker actually really knows that their talk will benefit their audience. They know within that they're offering their true thoughts or purpose and they're there to educate and teach someone. They may be there to persuade um, just give out a message, but it really comes from an inner knowingness that we're there for a purpose. Mm, That's beautiful. Well said, Bernadette. Well said.
1: So let's talk a little bit about you. So why don't you tell us, I mean, you know, of course, everyone just met you with your bio and everything, but let's hear it from you. So how did you become this neuro coach that you are
0: today? <laughs> I just love how you say that. Well, it's a rat, and it's a rather new field. I've actually been in it about ten years. Um, I used to, um, I was running a marketing department, and I really found that I love to help people. And I opened up a wellness center, mm-hmm. and then moved to Orange County with my husband. And at that time, I started really looking at what I really loved to do. And again, it goes back to helping people. And I became. A student of the brain and really learned about how, if we could understand our brain, it can enhance our lives dramatically and became certified in neurocoaching. And then I've always been a student of yoga or meditation. And so I got double certified in oh. uh, yeah mindfulness teaching. Um, but there was a point in my life where it really kind of flipped for me and turned for me Um, And if you'd like, I could go ahead and tell you a little bit about my story. Okay. Change for you. Yes. So it happened um, about 15 years ago. So each one of us um, has some type of an event or trauma in our life that really changes the way we see the world. Um, I I had an upbringing that was pretty disruptive, but it wasn't until about 15 years ago when I received a phone call that changed my life forever. Um, I I got a phone call that my son, uh, who was 16 years old, took his life. And I know there are people out there listening, uh, some of your listeners may who have also have lost somebody dear that they love, and they know the trauma that you go through. Uh, When I took that phone call, I do remember looking up and seeing everyone's face. And there was so much compassion and love and empathy in their faces that really um, supported me through this horrific event. And as we all can imagine, um, if we're in that type of situation, um, there's a lot that goes on with our body and our brain. We actually shut down to survive. And in that shutting down process, we start, we don't think we perhaps in my situation, you know, we didn't, I couldn't speak clearly and even perform. I mean, it's just, you know, the tears. So getting to where it really changed my life because there's so often we want to just not do anything um, when we're in a trauma state. I had a good friend and many of you also may have good friends and coaches that help you when you really can get stuck. And he said, you know, it's time. It's time to get some help. And I went into this office and I looked directly. Can you imagine this beautiful office in the Bay Area and this ocean breeze is blowing in and it's a serene place. And I'm looking around like, this isn't really real. And where am I? Mm. And I, I walked in that office and I said, if there is no system to get me out of this, that's it. You know, I was in so much pain. And if you have ever had somebody look at you with deep compassion, you know, their soft eyes and they look at you. And she told me, she said, you know, there is a way out. There is a system. And of course, I was like, okay, lay it on me. What do you have? (laughs) And it was, um, she started working with me with cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. and really invested time in learning about who I am. She was such a great mentor and such a great instructor. The other thing that was really incredible is that at the same time I was earning my master's, I was doing salsa dancing. So these are two things that you can do for your brain to really ignite it is exercise and always learn. So without knowing it, I was doing that. And then to move it forward a little faster in my life, of course, um, I really learned the enormous aspect of big love and what it means to have a purpose beyond yourself. So it is I go into businesses now, and I work with individuals one-on-one, and I teach them brain basics, how to master and use their brain, and also that I believe that each one of us, when we show up to work, we may be taking care of an elderly parent. We may have to deal with our teenage child, but we're bringing kind of some baggage into work when we come in there, so to really know that I believe that we do not have to live with these big Traumas in our life for a long period, and there is a faster, more efficient way to um, move through this, so we can have more joy and success in our life. And that's really learning how to use our brain better.
1: Beautiful, beautiful, and and again, so sorry the tragedy happened to you and your family. But it's through that tragedy that you're doing what you're doing today. And not only you know with the brain, but you also are a um what, a, a traumatic coach, what do you call that? You know, people that have trauma,
0: a trauma coach, as well as a neuro coach, right? Yeah. Yes, it comes up because like I said earlier, we all have something. So yeah. when you're working with somebody one-on-one, that often will arise. Mm-hmm. And so I will teach them techniques. So our brain, um, when we have a memory, our brain does not know the difference between the memory and reality. Right, right. So we often ruminate and we go over it and over and over again. So I have these processes through this neuro coaching and my company cognitive performance, where we actually overlay it. I call it overlaying. It's the easiest way to understand it. And so you're coming away with viewing that memory in a different way, just like me, you know, I'll never, you know, the loss of my child is of course devastating, but when I, I view it now, you know, there are moments when I get sad, of course, I'm human. um, But I now look at it. It is my purpose. It is the big love that I come forward with because I do not want any child or person to suffer like I did. So there's a different vantage point that I come at when I, when I reach people and touch them and bring my trainings. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. It sounds
1: like your work will save lives. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, you know, what we're here to talk about today, which is speaking with clarity and actually using the brain. So how can, People listening, which are speakers who want to become a million-dollar speaker, reach millions and make millions. You have some tips, uh, brain tips for us that we can use immediately to make that happen. So let's start with just, you know, getting that clarity And, you know, as a speaker, clarity on our message, whatever it might be, and just, you know, share with us a little bit of insight on how we
0: can get clear and get our message out there. Okay, great. Number one, I was just doing it right now while you were speaking, RV, was becoming more grounded, more centered. While I was listening to you, I was actually breathing in and exhaling and breathing in and exhaling. So we have opportunities before our speech. um, Even when we're present, present, presenting, and there may be a little pause in what we have to say, Mm -hmm. we can take what we call mini mindful breaks. Mm -hmm. And what this does is it reduces the stress and anxiety that may be going on within our body. And with our breath, we're inhaling and exhaling. And when you do this, you really can't, you're not really thinking about anything else. You're coming very, very present. And again, this will allow you to connect with your audience and be there for them. And your speech can naturally flow.
1: Beautiful. So- that's one exercise that we can do just to get clear and just clear our head as a speaker, reduce the anxiety, reduce the stress is breathe. Right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <Minimize> <laughs> breathe. I mean, that is a million dollar idea right
0: there. What is another one? The other one. And I, I'm sure you preach this all the time. I believe you do. And that is practicing. So the brain loves habits and we will actually be more motivated by something that is negative i hate to say that but a positive it, is that true it's right it's true right it is true yeah we'll do so anything if, to avoid pain that's right so if there is like if we know that this speech if we think in our head that you know if I mess up, this is so crucial. And if I don't come out on stage and do it perfect, then I better practice, practice, practice. I bet you will be more motivated to practice, right? Because it's like, absolutely. So how can you turn that around is by instilling brain-based habits where you actually may have a chart with like the days and the hours and the time that you want to practice. And then when you're practicing, focus on being more confident, really learning what you want to say, and again, finding that value that it's going to bring to somebody else. And what will happen, you're actually going to kind of flip that. Instead of being more motivated by the negative, at the beginning, you may be more motivated by the negative. Uh, By the time you're ready to get on stage and be that million-dollar speaker, you're there for the audience. You're not there for yourself. That's right. You're so
1: well-rehearsed and practiced that you can't wait to share the message. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So again, I, you know, I totally agree with practice. I teach my students to practice one hour for every two minutes of speech. So that means 15 hours in a 30 minute talk. That's how you become good. That's how you become a million dollar speaker. And you practice so much, you push through the practicing. So it doesn't sound rehearsed and it's probably, and I didn't know this, but because the brain likes habit and the brain's got it. It's like that song that all of a sudden you sing after hearing it on the radio in your car for so long, you just start singing it. So that's exactly what you want your speech to do. Just be automatic so that you can be present. I know it might sound a little weird, but have it be so automatic that the brain knows what to do so that you can do whatever you need to do in front of your audience, or if something happens, you could do it, and it won't skip a beat. You, you know, you won't have deer in the headlights. Look, and that kind of
0: thing. <laughs> right. Okay. So, right.
1: so tell me a little bit about your mindfulness training. You mentioned mindfulness. Mm-hmm couple of times yes and yes. i've heard it before but you are, are not just first degree you're like a second degree or second tier right. you've right. gone through it a, a couple of times you know the program you've gone through a deeper program than just one segment of it so tell us a little bit about that and give us one tip today that we can use uh to be either more mindful or to get that mind uh, more full oh that's good <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. Uh, well, I have to give credit to someone that I studied under for quite some lo- long a-, a while, and his name is Shinjing Young, and um, a phenomenal um, speaker. Um, he's also um, a philosopher mm. and a really an incredible person. I've had the opportunity to see him speak uh, a couple times, and you can find him online if you wanted to learn more about meditation mm-hmm. and mindfulness. And in his philosophy, he believes that we have we can come to a state of equanimity, which is a state of calmness. And I actually was listening to a lot of his tapes um, before my son passed, and it really helped me through my process as well um, and becoming more mindful and more grounded and, you know, really understanding a little bit more about that process, the grief process. So... When, what I learned is this unified mindful way of um, teaching meditation, that you can do meditation any place, almost any time, and you can do longer sits if you'd like. Um, and there's a lot of different techniques instead of, you know, when sometimes we think of it, we're just got our eyes shut and we just have to let th- thoughts go. And how in the heck do you do that? Yeah. Um, one of the greatest um, techniques is what we call "hear out. And I often give of this to clients who have a lot of anxiety. Mm. So, yeah, you'll, you'll love this, Harvey. So, what you do is you um, shut your eyes and you just get grounded in your chair. And then when you do so, Take your listen just to all the sounds you hear with your right ear Mm. and do that for a moment or two. And it's amazing what you'll hear and the calmness that comes over you. And then do the same thing with your left ear for about two minutes and then do it with both ears. And then what you do is you'll you'll notice that there'll be a sense of calmness that comes over you. You can even do this technique, let's say if you're in a business meeting and there's a lot of activity and a lot's going on, or you're getting ready to present, if you just take a moment and just, you don't have to necessarily shut your eyes, you can train yourself to do this with your eyes open and just start listening with your other air in your left ear and your right ear. And this is called hear out is what it's called. And it grounds you and it centers you. So that is just a technique that I use often. And I also prescribe it often.
1: Wow. And it sounds easy. Anybody can do that. You just have to get to a quiet, quiet place where you can really hear. Yes. Interesting. Right. So let's talk about some of the brain, because I know, you know, the brain inside and out. Exactly. So I know there's different parts of the brain. So do you want to touch
0: on them really quickly? Well, what I'd like to really talk about is the part, our prefrontal cortex and our cognition okay. and how we think because their brain okay. pretty, there's a lot to lo- know about the brain and they're still, it's like one of our newest frontiers and neuroscientists are still don't know everything about our brain with technology in the last um, Ten years or so, all of the studies are that are coming out. There's a lot of mindfulness studies and a lot of studies of how to use the brain and about the brain because of the new technology. Even old studies are becoming void because of the new technology. Wow. So yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really fascinating. So what what I always like to focus on is to really, if you really think about this area up here, because so many people. That gets in the way. Yes, yes, your prefrontal cortex area here. And this is responsible for our reasoning and our logic and our thinking. So often, um, when we get stuck, let's say if we're going to go up and do a presentation, and this area we may be getting some negative thoughts, or some people get stuck in rumination. This is one area of the brain that the techniques that I just showed you, like hear out actually calms this area and there's tests that there's um, studies that show that the blood of the blood of the brain actually is moving away from that area so when it's active our prefrontal cortex there's a lot more blood concentration there that's why they know um, it's lighting up so we know this is why we're concentrating this is in charge of our thoughts so again using if you can consciously think, thinking, gosh, you know, I've got this ruminating thought that's going over that, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this project. I don't have any help today. This day is just really hard. Oh my gosh, I don't feel so good. We're really stimulating a lot more of those stress hormones um, in our body. So what we need to do is think, okay, these are just thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's not my reality. There may be a situation here that I can handle better. I can be a better performer. I am going to be able to produce this presentation that I need to do and just really calm down. And if we focus, once you identify the physical location of your brain, it's sometimes it's easier for people to understand versus just thinking this is some big (laughs) void mess that's going on and they can't control it. Does that help? Does that that helps? helps, but let's
1: talk about this. What about fear? Some people are really fearful of speaking. What part of the brain triggers that fear? Because most of the time it is unfounded at all, you know. And so, what is part is triggered, and how do people calm them down? I mean, I I say calm down through training. You know, once you learn how to do public speaking and then you practice and become more confident, that's what calms it down. But if someone was just to look at the brain, because it's not just public speaking, it's other things, afraid of heights, afraid of relationships, afraid of, you know, uh, socialism, social, you know, socialization, whatever. I mean, what, what part is
0: that and what can they do? Okay, great. We talked a little bit about the fear early on um, in this podcast, but our fear is a primal instinct. So we have that to protect ourselves. And it's also connected to our memories, our culture, and our upbringing. So if we have had some type of, maybe we were shamed when we were younger, if we stood up and asked for something. Right, So there's some type of memory that may be there. That's kind of hold us back. Like, Oh, I'm too shy. Oh, I can't ask for that. I can't stand in front of people versus some children may have been rewarded and they've danced around the rooms and they light up the rooms and everybody loves them. Right. So they've got really a positive feedback. And those are the ones that, you know, your actresses and whatnot up on stages on the right. stage. So they've really get a positive feedback. So what's going on is you, we perceive our eyes may see something that is fearful and we have recorded it into our memory banks. And so when you tell me, okay, Bernadette, uh, you have to go up in front of a thousand people. I mean, for me, I'm not too scared about that, but I may be apprehensive at the beginning. So I have to go through and I immediately, I may have a memory that comes up and go, oh my gosh, I remember that one time I did a speech and I stumbled all over and people laughed at me. My- I forgot what I was going
1: to say. And
0: yes, all the things that happen. All those bad memories come up. Right? So again, going back to our prefrontal cortex, those are just thoughts. It's not our reality. And what you just said was perfect earlier. It's with practice, making those habits, making those strong neural connections and emotional um, uh, backing that really tells you that, you know what, I have something to offer here. I can say it with fluency. I can communicate to people. I really care about people. I want them to know my message. And I may make a mistake But I think they'll still understand what I have to say. So I've right now, just by saying that I've lowered my stress level, Mm -hmm. I've lowered my anxiety level, and I will have more confidence and show up with more confidence to speak Mm -hmm.
1: and just the way you say it too. your voice is so calming right so voice is important too if people are going to talk to themselves and calm themselves so you know one of the things in my book i always share is you know the acronym for fear you know is is um you know a lot of people you know in the old days said false evidence appearing real but my definition is um is um, uh, uh, false expectations, altering reality. So false expectations, altering reality, because that's you go in with that thought, that's an expectation. You're gonna lose You know your place. You're gonna forget what you're gonna say. People are gonna be staring at you. You're gonna, you're gonna be nervous. Your knees are gonna be shaking. So then you stop it and you don't do it at all. Right. So, what is it? It altered the reality of what you could have enjoyed, which is helping more people with your words. So, it, any fear can really change and alter reality because of your own expectations. So, again, those are those thoughts. So excellent. Great. You know, there's so much that you have to share. Tell us a little bit about how you work with people. You know, if somebody hears this podcast and says, you know what, I need to know more because we, we only have such a short amount of time here. How would they reach out to you? How would they work with you? How do you work individually?
0: And then how would they get a hold of you? Great. Thank you. And I, and I love what you just said about fear. I mean, that was just fantastic. I love that. Um, So how I work with individuals via Zoom. I also have, uh, like a six week program that they can get involved with. I have an online program that's um, going to be coming out very, very soon. So they can learn some more brain basics. And then I also go into businesses and work with teams, sales teams, business teams, executives, yes. and really give them some real foundations and some communication skills that are all brain-based to help enhance, um, their working environment, uh, you can either get a hold of me by my email, which is Bernadette at cognitive performance.com. My website is cognitive performance.com. And I'm also on Instagram. So please follow me. I love being on Instagram because what I do there is I post um, a lot of tips and techniques right there on Instagram. And so you can just get free information, and that's at Cognitive underscore Okay. So your free giveaway is where? Oh, the free giveaway is a, I gave, I believe that you can go onto my website and get that. And I provided a link. I can give you that link as well. And it's a goal setting um, guidebook. And you can get that on Instagram right away as well. And you just put in your email address and you download it um, through your email. And it will help you kind of set some goals, set some public speaking goals and really refine where you want to come from when you're speaking.
1: Very nice, very nice. So we have to end today, but what are your last thoughts, your last words, your last brilliance that you would like to share with the audience before we end
0: our show today? Well, just that every single one of us can really enhance um, our brain, our brain knowledge. And then with that, you'll have a state of clarity that really will enhance your success and joy and relationships. Nice, very well said. All right, thank you so much, Bernadette, for being on the
1: show today. I mean, we just barely scratched the surface. (laughs) So we're gonna have you back where we're gonna get deep dive into some of these exercises and techniques on how we can just enhance our brain and get it to you to work uh, even better. So thank you once again, and thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you back here again next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the million dollar speaker podcast.